time to write your book. Welcome back to Author Create, everybody. This is Steve Woodfin, your host. Today we're going to be talking about first sentences and what they can tell us about a book. I'm just going to give you some examples from some I've chosen at random. And the really interesting thing about it is that from these first sentences, you can get a pretty good idea of a lot of the things you're going to meet in the book. So let's jump right in. First is the first sentence of Vanity Fair by William Makepeace Thackeray, written in 1848. While the present century was in its teens, and on one sunshiny morning in June, there drove up to the great iron gate of Miss Pinkerton's Academy for Young Ladies on Chiswick Mall, a large family coach with two fat horses in blazing harness, driven by a fat coachman in a three-cornered hat and wig at the rate of four miles per hour. Now that's a mouthful for one sentence. But the first thing that strikes me about it is you have a narrator who's observing this scene and he's uh, already engaging in satire just by the way he describes the, uh, the coach, the driver, and the scene overall. So what do you expect to find in the book? I would think more of the same. So in Vanity Fair, we have a detached observer narrating about what's happening in a book and making certain observations and judgments about the characters. Let's jump forward about 150 years to South of Broad by Pat Conroy. It's written in 2009. If you're not familiar with Pat Conroy's work, he's recently deceased, but he left a great body of work, and I highly recommend that you read whatever you can by Pat Conroy. Here's the first sentence. It was my father who called the city the mansion on the river. Now, the city he's talking about is Charleston, South Carolina. And if you're familiar with Pat Conroy's work, you realize that his father in real life was a central character in a great deal of Pat's writing. One of his most famous works is The Great Santini, which was uh, actually about his father. And later he wrote a follow-up book about the estrangement between his father and himself. So the first sentence in this book, first of all, it's written in first person. It was my father, he says, who called the city the mansion on the river. So right off the bat, you have a first person narrator who's talking about the influence of his father. Makes you wonder what's coming next, doesn't it? Now we're going to jump to something entirely different. The Tall Stranger by Louis L'Amour written in 1957. Obviously, Louis L'Amour is one of the most famous Western writers uh, in the English language. And here's how he starts that book. With slow, ponderously rhythmical steps, the oxen moved, each step a pause and an effort, each movement a deadening drag. Well, once again, we have somebody looking at this scene and describing it. And you're wondering, why did they pick this moment, this scene, to start the book? I'll confess to you, I haven't read the book itself. But what I would expect to find 
are uh, painful experiences, experiences that dive deep into the characters in the book. All right, now we're going to jump to one that everybody has either heard of or is familiar with or has read, or at least they talk as if they have read it. This is The Sound and the Fury by William Faulkner, written in 1929. Through the fence, between the curling flower spaces, I could see them hitting. That doesn't really sound Faulkner-esque, because we're familiar with his writing and how it is almost inaccessible sometimes because of the amount of description and uh, dialect and what have you that he has in the book. But here he starts with a first-person narrator describing a scene of two people hitting each other. And it always uh, gets me about first sentences as to where you begin the action. Sid Field, the famous uh, screenwriting guru, said that you should always arrive late and leave early when you're talking about a scene. And here Faulkner throws us right into the middle of the scene. Something has led up to it. Something lies ahead, but we don't know what. Now, so far, all of these examples that we've used are uh, descriptions of kind of the world from a, uh, a narrator that's looking at it, trying to make sense of it. But now we're going to do something entirely different. This one is from The Notebook by Nicholas Sparks, written in 1996. The first sentence of that book is, Who am I? The thing that's uh, ironic about that to me is, I have to confess that recently I read a couple of Nicholas Sparks books because I felt like as popular as they were, I needed to at least educate myself and be able to say, well, I've actually read some Nicholas Sparks. But what I found about his books are that they are all about introspection. They are about the emotions of the characters, whether they're telling it from, whether he's telling it from first person or third person, and he does jump around and do that uh, quite a bit. But in this case, the notebook, which was the first big book that he had, the one that was his breakthrough book. He'd already written two other books that had not been published at that point. But uh, the notebook begins by jumping right into the inner soul of the character. Who am I? Well, and finally, for our little uh, exercise today, I'm going to jump to a nonfiction book the book that I believe is the best courtroom book that's nonfiction that I've ever read. It is A Civil Action by Jonathan Haar, written in 1995. And Jonathan Haar begins that book like this. The lawyer, Jan Schlichtman, was awakened by the telephone at 8.30 on a Saturday morning in mid-July. Immediately again, we are thrown into the action. Something is going on. Why would he be getting a telephone call at 8.30 on a Saturday morning in mid-July? Something has already started happening. And the narrator is standing back, describing the setup 
for the entire book. The author is not in Jonathan Har's head, nor is he in his heart. He's simply describing what goes on and why it's important. So, this is our little exercise today in first sentences. And as you sit down to write your book, think about what you're going to give away, what your first sentence is going to create in the mind of the reader, and why the reader would want to keep going just from those first few words you write on paper. So give it some thoughts. And by the way, pick out a few books off your shelves and just look at those first sentences and see what you can learn about what lies ahead in the book from those first few words. So thanks for joining us today at Author Create. This is Steve Woodfin, your host. We hope you'll take a minute to go by authorcreate.com and drop us a note, maybe even leave a comment about some first sentences that you're familiar with. And we look forward to seeing you next time.